What's up, guys? Welcome to Enjoy the Sass. My name is Faith, and I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm truly so excited to have you here with me today. So thank you so, so much. If you're new here, this is a podcast where we talk about all the things, and we throw in a little sass along the way. So I hope you're down for the journey. You can follow me on Instagram at Enjoy the Sass, or you can check out my website, enjoythesass.com, where you can keep up with the latest episodes see a little bit more about guests, or you can buy merch. That's right. We have Enjoy the Sass merch. If you go to enjoythesass.com slash merch, you can see all the things we have from cozy crewnecks to notebooks and tumblers. There's so many things. We could be twins. Post it on your social media. It would mean a lot to me. Thanks to everyone who has ordered recently. And just overall, it means a lot to me that you choose to support this podcast in that way. So thank you. You guys. As you know, we have been going through this series this summer on The Hunger Games, and I have had the absolute pleasure of having my girl Carissa come on the podcast and chat through this revisit, and it has been so much fun, and I can't believe we are finally making it to Mockingjay. So, let's welcome Carissa. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's like you are meant to be here forever, so... You know, I'm glad you're here. Who knows what's going to happen next? (laughs) Wink, wink. Who knows? Who knows? Wink, wink. Um, Well, should we just get into it? Yeah, I mean, I I think that's really our only option. Like, this is a, this is a, I think so. We've been putting this off for a minute. Yeah. It's a rough book, you guys. As y'all know, this is, we're not very quiet about the fact that Mockingjay, the book, Mockingjay Part 1 and 2, the movies, are our least favorite in this series. So we've kind of been dreading this for a little bit, but here we are. We have to stay true to the series and finish it out, just like the good little podcast book people we are. So we're just going to we're gonna see what happens. Honestly, I made notes stream of conscious about the movie. Did I make notes about the book? Absolutely not. Did I make any so, notes whatsoever? Hard pass. <laughs> So that's where we're at going into this one. Um, Cheers to the last book and movie of this this series. This has been a blast so far. I'm excited as well. I'm excited to just wrap this thing up um, and, you know, move on to better and better things. Wink, wink. Um, So give me your thoughts on Mockingjay, the third installment. By Suzanne Collins. Thoughts on Mockingjay, the book. Um, very, the book. very, it's, it's the most dense of the entire series. It is. And it, it tackles is. tackles so much. Like, it yeah. tackles what does it mean to be in a war-torn country? What does it mean to fight in a war? What does it mean more, like, from a moral perspective, from a you know, physical toll on your body with PTSD perspective. She touches on torture. She touches on just that constant fear of like losing your life and losing your loved ones. Um, She talks Mm, about population decimation. She talks about controlling government entities. Like it's just, it's intense. It is intense. This is by far, of all of them, which is interesting because the first one, literally we get the first Hunger Games of the series, but this is probably, I would say, by far the heaviest yeah. of the of the books, 
which again, this is not a light and fluffy series that you just revisit every now and again, you know? I hadn't read it since I read it the first time, probably, um, or maybe five years ago. That's fair. Right? So I think what makes this book, I don't know, what makes this book the least, like, palatable for me is it's so slow. Like, the pace of it is so slow because it's dealing with all of those intense topics and also just nothing starts actually happening that is true to the Hunger Games format until the second half of the book. So it it's a tough, I think I literally texted you when I was listening to the book of all, you know, because I'm the audiobook girl. When I was listening to the book, I was like, I'm slogging through this. Like it's just taking so Mm -hmm. long. And I usually listen to audiobooks on between 1.5 and 1.75 depending on the book and depending on the narrator. So that's saying something when I'm probably listening to it that fast and it still feels like a slog. Right. It's a tough hang. I want to say that I skipped a couple of chapters, like not just like skip, skipped like the whole chapter, but like I would skim through and grab like the first or second line or first through second line of a paragraph. And then like continue through just, just to get through. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of plot that happens. Yeah, and in a it's lot a lot of, of dealing because again, it's first person from Katniss's perspective, and so there's a lot of dealing with yes. her, pers- what she's perceiving, what she's feeling. Everything's happening through her eyes. Those kinds yes. of things. So yeah, of all of the books, I obviously love Catching Fire the most. That's my favorite book, my favorite movie, and I probably would go back and listen to that one or read that one or watch that one over any of the others. I can't say that after this revisit, I want to go back and read Mockingjay again. No. Like maybe ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like ever. Which is <laughs> hard. That's, That's harsh. Yeah. Okay. So what's yeah, your rating for this book? Oh gosh. For this book, maybe a two. Really? Two, okay. Five. Okay. I mean, it's a, it's a well-written. Okay. The book itself is good. Right. I just I just don't enjoy the story and the plot because sometimes those are different of this book. So, and that to me, that's a lot of how I will rate a book. Okay. Um is on not on how well written it is because there's a lot of books that are very well written that I am not going to read. Right. Yeah. You know, you're not going to catch me most of the time sitting around casually reading Dickens. Okay. No, um, that is not my vibe. Around and read Dickens. Listen, maybe not in this 2023. Okay. Sometimes I wish that I lived in Jane Austen era. Yes, exactly. So I probably should do that um, on all of those books. So most of the time, my rating on a book is going to come from. Do I like the story? Do I like the characters? Did I feel something? I can't... The last book that I gave a two, that's rough. So we'll say 2.5, maybe three. It's verging on a three. 2.89. Okay. I can go with 2.89. Yeah. What about you? What do you rate Mockingjay? Because I'm I'm one of these people from a literature perspective, right? Um, I like finding all of the little pieces and how things kind of work together. 
together. And would you casually be found reading Dickens? Carissa? I would not be casually found reading Dickens. I do have a yearly catch up with Jane Austen, though. Like that's on the schedule. That's on the that's, that's yes. Uh, oh, first yes. day of fall. We're picking up Pride and Prejudice. Like that's just how we roll. That's what we're doing. Okay. I it's love a fine. That. Some people watch Me, Gilmore Girls. You read? Yeah, I read Pride, Pride and, Prejudice and Prejudice and drink my PSL. Like the oh, basic okay. Basic person so I am. on this day that. On this day that we're recording was the first day, day of, of PSLs. PSL. Yep, yep. Fall mm-hmm. with Starbucks. Yep. Did you get one? Yep. I did not get one. I'm getting one tomorrow morning for sure. Okay. I did. Okay. I made I'll a store. I'm not a PSL girl. No? So here's here's my rub. No. Okay, so like rabbit, rabbit, rabbit trail. Um, here's my rub. Everyone's like, it yes. doesn't even have pumpkin in it. And I'm like, guys, it is pumpkin spice. It is about the spices yes, that's not the that same go thing. in pumpkin pie. Created in and yes. and whatever by McCormick. This is has nothing to do with having actual pumpkin in it. No, it's not supposed to have actual yes. pumpkin in it. It's not supposed <laughs> to be coffee flavored pumpkin pie. It's like chai, pumpkin. Spi- it's a it's spiced chai. coffee yeah. with yes. a crap ton yes. of sugar in it. Because like Lord knows, I have to ask yes. for a half sweet with cinnamon on top. Like it's intense. <laughs> just take it down. Just, just a take little it down. Bit. Just a skosh, guys. It's not. Yeah. Oh. Um, America and okay. their sugar. Nice. But yes, that's the, that's my little rant. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Pumpkin spice. Okay. Need no, that's okay. I love it. And back to Mockingjay. <laughs> yes. What would you rate it? Uh, I would say 3.5. I'm sorry. That was my no, fault. No, no, no. It's fine. 3.5? 3.5. Just because I like, I, I do appreciate the, the literature. the literature aspect of it and the fact that it is, um, kind of a, a poignant commentary on the times, right? Like what 2010 yeah. was like. Yeah. And then the the pieces that you can weave in and out of that. I mean, because again, this is based in like dystopian America. Yeah. And so there's a lot, yeah. you know, at that point in time, there's a lot of us that were like really frustrated with how America was handling situations abroad. Like there was all of these things that were happening. Um, it's just a really dark time in the early aughts and the teens. Yeah. The teens. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think okay. it's a pretty, a pretty solid commentary. I'm kind of with you. The story doesn't really grip me like it's not yeah you know um yeah. i feel like we did a lot of rehashing with the whole thinness um costuming um and then the propos and it just seemed very like yes we have all of these elements Redundant. that we've used in stories previously and so we're just going to repeat that because why try harder right <laughs> which sounds it sounds very yeah. critical but it, it no, is a little easier makes sense. you know when you have you can reuse things like yes Okay. Okay. Should we move on to the movie? Let's move on to the movie. So what do you think of Mockingjay part one? Okay. Well, so these, again, these are my least favorite. So it's tough for me to watch them and like watch them for analysis when I'm just like, I just want this to be over, you know, but I do have some positive things. Mm -hmm. Okay. I do have some positives, so we'll go with that. Um, the way that Plutarch's character develops through this movie is fantastic. You really start to see his strategy and his gameplay so much, and it's just you're just getting little tastes of it and catching fire, and then this is the movie where he truly shines. You know, you may be onto something because Plutarch is my my favorite. Like secondary character. He is your favorite side. And I'm character. wondering if that's because of the movies, not because of the books. I think I think it has to be because first of all, the actor 
Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. yes. He's fantastic. He plays this role so right. well. So I think that embodiment of the character is perfect. Um, but then also you see a lot more of him in the movies than you in get the in the books. That's true. Because we're getting where we're so insular with Katniss's perspective in the books, we get to see more of those characters interact without her. Like we see the meeting with President Coyne and we see the conversations with, you know, um, Gail and Beatty and those kinds of things. So I think that adds to his character um, because I didn't notice those things as much. His his like strategy and his gameplay just really comes to life when you see him in these movies. Um, and then what was the other? Oh, just a note about the movie itself. Um, the way that they mess with sound and like subjective and objective sound in this film and really in both of these is so good. And it really helps to like pull you through a character's moment. Um, so I really noticed that um, a lot in these two, in these two movies and then the other thing, which I do have some fun trivia on, is about Katniss's hair. <laughs> in these movies, her hair is like either it's, we always see it in her braid, in her Mockingjay braid, right? Or we see it down in this movie, which I learned a little early trivia for you, is because she had to wear, a, she wore a wig for this movie okay. because her hair was so damaged from dying okay. for the other two movies. So she wore a wig, but her hair is down a lot in this in this film. And I don't know why I never had picked up on that before, but I did pick up on it more in this. What else do I want to say that's positive about this about this movie? Um PETA in this movie. Honestly, I really spoke more to Josh Hutcherson as an actor in this film, but it also he's portraying a character. And so we're seeing PETA in like this low, low point in his character and he does such a phenomenal job mm -hmm. of bringing that to life Yeah, he does and watching his evolution throughout these two movies from being tortured in the capital to then having to navigate is this real is this not real what's going on it's just wild yeah. it's just wild to watch so those are my initial thoughts on on this this movie and then a little bit of the second one. What about you? I think this movie did a really good job of portraying the key points within the book. So for example, Katniss having to come to terms with district 13, yes. the bombing of district yes, 13 and being the roses thing. on everything. Oh yes. Of course the, the costuming that she has to put on and go through. And then that, that realistic or the, the fake versus the realistic, the, the quote unquote propos that yeah. they're having to create studio versus yes. being real. Um, and then yes. I think in the movie you get a little bit more. So unlike the second movie, which because you couldn't, you didn't have Katniss's perspective and in her inner dialogue going on. You kind of lost yeah. some of that tension she's feeling about through all the characters where this movie, I feel like succeeds is that you can see her trying to figure out that tension. So for example, when she's visiting yeah. the hospital and she decides that, you know, the, the, um, bombers come in and she's trying to take people out and like, she's just legitimately she's trying to them. help. And then you can see, and I don't yeah. know if this is, um, J Jennifer Lawrence's 
growth as an actress. Uh, but just being able to see her facial expressions and understand what she's feeling in that moment when she realizes yeah. the hospital's gone. Yeah. You know, and then that fire and that passion that she brings to when the cameras are rolling. Um, that's something that I think they captured really, really well. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just dark. It's gritty and it's, it is. A, it's a war movie. Yeah. I think that's the thing. So many people build it. And I, I mean, w- watching it, I'm realizing now I watched it like it was a young adult movie and it's a war movie. Yeah. It's a war movie. It really is. Like the, it is at its core a war movie. And realistically, if this was made, I don't know, either maybe like around Saving Private Ryan times where a war movie was like, I haven't looked. This is off the cuff. But that movie feels like it's three hours long. Yeah. This movie could be three hours long and encompass both both pieces right but the choice to split it is very interesting and i really it has to do with the audience do you think it's necessary it's necessary because you have to consider the attention span of the target audience which is the young adult that's under 22 under 20 because it is marketed as a yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. it is i mean when did we watch this in college right right? early college 22 20, 21, yeah. somewhere in there. This we were before doing good to do really 50-minute courses. Like, <laughs> I, Yeah, yeah. I remember watching Lord of the Rings Return of the King in theaters at 13, 14, somewhere in there, and being like, oh, my gosh, this movie is three hours, and there's no intermission. Like, that was the big thing, yeah, like, right? How so do I get watching a movie this? like this. Like, this yeah. is before the run And that out. has orcs and wizards, yeah. right? Yeah, like, so that that feels less real. This movie is all kids and adults and people. There's no mythical, magical element right. to it. Like, this is all real. So I think when you look at it in that way, it makes, it is an excellent strategy to cut the movie in half, part one, part mm-hmm. two. However... Was it necessary to wait an entire year to do the second one? No, second one? no, it was not no. necessary. How dare they? <laughs> no, oh my not gosh. at all. So annoying. So annoying. Um, what do you think about the dilemma? Well, I put Gail's dilemma between like being the boots on the ground versus Katniss being the mouthpiece because I think in this movie you start to see Gail like he kind of steps into that like mouthpiece role a little bit where he takes over for her. He's talking to the camera a little bit. And it it's an interesting like push and pull between the two of them because she's so anti-war in its essence. I think she's like, I'm just doing this because I have to versus Gail. Who's like, no, I led people out. I could have saved more people you know, all of those things that he's battling between. And we kind of see that in both, in both movies. Um, But what are your thoughts on that kind of dynamic, I guess? I honestly, this is what makes me teen Gil even more so is because Mm -hmm. one of the things that you have going on is Katniss is absolutely devastated that Pete has been captured uh, because she finds out that he's being tortured and he comes in and he gives that, speech um at the behest of president snow and all these things so she's she has a she has a one-track mind and that is get peter back and gail's situation is it's like i need i need you to be okay 
because I need you to be inspirational to these people that I have to lead and that I have to save. We need support because this is an idea that I believe in and I don't think you do. Mm. I think you're here for selfish reasons because you think that PETA is better than you, that you think that you don't deserve Mm. to be here. And so Gail is the person that says, yes, you do deserve to be here. Yes, you are the person that is worthy of being our spokesperson. Yes, like he is the support system behind her the entire time. Yeah. And PETA, yeah. we're just, we just have to wait and save. Right. Mm-hmm. And then for Gail to be the yeah. one to go in and save PETA. Yeah. At the end of the first yeah. movie is like, that's when I realized that huh. Gail isn't just in this because Katniss is going to help him lead troops and is going to help him win the war and is going to help this whole situation. Gail loves her yeah. and will do anything to make her happy. Anything to yeah. make like the pain that she's yeah. dealing with and going through go away, including yeah. infiltrate the very core of enemy territory and rescue someone that everyone absolutely hates. Yeah, so. who they call a traitor. Right. So. Yeah. What about you? No, that's really good. I definitely, I definitely um, sway in my teams in this movie because you see how noble Gail's quest is mm-hmm. right like you just like what you're saying he truly is in this for the betterment of society right. at a certain point you know once he kind of gets over his like you know you you want me to save your boy kind of vibes right. you know he he's really in it for the rest of them and so i definitely kind of sway a little bit in this film now the next film it changes again <laughs> so i definitely am team pita through and through but i do I, I think i said this at the beginning it ebbs and flows it depends on where they're at and what's going on it's hard to be team pita when he's not there and then when he's like you're a mutt yeah to katniss mm. that's tough like, boy that's how you die that is a tough time to be on that team yeah so I definitely could be team Gale for at least part of this film and the next one, but then might change again. So, all right. So let's move on know. to the second film. Do you want to run through some? We were, we're through, let's okay. run through some trivia Do you want to for save the first film. All trivia, and then let's move okay. on to the second one. Yay! Faith's favorite part. <laughs> no, my watch decided it wants to be a part two. Um. Okay. Sorry about that. So in this film, Effie, played by the lovely Elizabeth Banks truly only appears at the end of Mockingjay, okay. the book. But the film, we get to see so much more of her, which I'm obsessed with. I love her relationship with Haymitch. I love her getting to be like, ugh, this gray, so drab, right? We just get to see her. So in the book, we get my favorite side characters, Katniss's stylist, more in District 13. But um, in the movie, Effie replaces all of those characters plus Plutarch's assistant, Flavia, uh, Fulvia. I don't know how you say that. Weird word. Weird name. Um, In the movie, she replaces all of those. So the reason for this is that Suzanne Collins, the author of the books, called Francis Lawrence the director of the film and said, there's no way that Effie can't be in this movie. 
which I love because I think everybody falls in love with Effie. And wow. even the author, even the author of, the of the book, books the movie, would rather have she said, her "There's as a no character. way." That's incredible. Than four or five other characters. Yeah, it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. So I love that little fact. There's no way she can't be in these movies, which I love. Um, so in order for Peta to look like he was tortured, many think that he went on an extreme diet. Okay. Josh did not go on an extreme diet. They used CGI. To make him look okay. abused. Well, and that's beaten, fair. Which is crazy. In 2014, like things were still on and popping. Yeah. And so they did that, which is pretty cool. Um, and then just some other things about this film. Lord, the artist, was the youngest person ever to curate a soundtrack for a film by a major Hollywood film company, which is super oh. cool. And the soundtrack for this is very creepy Lord vibes. vibes. Yeah. Love a good um, song. And then, yeah, so good. Um, and then this film, Mockingjay, which we talked about the other films and how Not they were right. shot. This is the first film in the franchise that was shot entirely digitally. Um, so that is interesting. And it does change the way that it looks because it is more dark. It is more gritty. Um, which you can manipulate, you can manipulate all those more. things. You can add in all the background. Yeah. You can do all the stuff digitally. Exactly. Oh, okay. So that's why. And then the other little piece, the costume designer for this, uh, for the Hunger Games Catching Fire, she actually chose to work on Gone Girl, the film with Ben Affleck, instead of the Mockingjay. Mockingjay. Interesting. Yeah. So that yeah. explains so why. Could be a shift in the costumes. Yeah. But I mean, it, to be fair, they're not as good. Well, they're not as good, but also I feel like the content, like the story, requires it to be not as good. Yes, that's true. So it, it works, works thematically. out thematically. So there wasn't really like a huge mess. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. True. Now, if that had been the case, because I commented on Catching Fire's costumes, how good they are. So it makes sense how good they are was because they had a great um, costume designer. So now moving on to part two, Mockingjay, part two. Uh, Tell me your thoughts. Um, oh, do you have a rating for book or for movie? Maybe one, one or the rate it at all part, the, out of ten. M- movie part one point one. Um, yes, on a scale of one to ten, because we're doing ten on for movies, right? Yeah, okay. ten for films. Maybe like a seven. I feel like a seven. Oh wow, is that high? Oh wow. Okay. Well, I gave it a four. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a four. I, I think for me, so, I, if it's below a five, I'm not watching it again. That's, I mean, I, again, I might stand on my statement that I won't watch it that's or fair. read it again. So you never know. That could change. change. That could change. But anyways, the part, part dose. Part, dose. part two. J part two, 2015. Yes. Oh, I was married at this point, officially. Yes. <gasps> Interesting. Wow. Okay. I just graduated from college. Look at us go. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Yes. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Wow. All right. So what are your thoughts? Uh, what are your thoughts here? We get some of the the uh, secondary characters that we love. Right. I.e. I am trying Johanna. to remember how this movie opens. I do not recall to save my life. Um, I'm almost positive it's with Katniss. No, 
Is that part one ends with Katniss looking yeah, at Peta? Yeah, it ends with Katniss looking and at Peta. And he Peter screams. Her, yeah. I remember the cold opens of both of these films being like, Dance. whoa. So um, talk through some of your other thoughts as I, I this do a moment Okay, of so the second movie yes. is the one. We deal with a lot of different things in the second movie. If I recall, this is... This is the part where they start um, really pushing into capital territory. Um, yes. So we spend a yes. lot of time, and this is where it feels a little bit more like Hunger Games because we're inside the capital. Yes. There's all these traps on the city streets. Um, you've got the mutts. You've got um, bombs. You've got the um, the oil at the very beginning of all of it. Like you walk into this. I think they did a really good job on the movie because when you're in the book and you're thinking about it and you're thinking about what this means for all this oil to come out of this black gunk that they have to walk into. um, You don't recognize it as like an arena. You just think of it as like, these are a group of city streets and this is an open uh, like park area, if you will, like some sort of common area. Yeah. Um, but in the movie, yeah. it really they really bring home this idea of like, yes, this is the this is a tertiary reenactment of the Hunger Games. Um, yeah. and we're in this arena that you're gonna have to go through. Mm-hmm. And it's like this round space. Yes. Um, and of course, yes, everybody dies. <laughs> everybody dies, dies again. Um everybody dies. I I think it's interesting. Do you want to hear the yeah, opening, the opening scene? scene? Maybe it'll help a little bit with this. So in the opening scene of this second... Oh, no. Wait. Oh, yes. Okay. In the opening scene, Katniss is getting voice therapy. So she's doing the, my name is Katniss Everdeen. I survived the Hunger Games. Da, 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 da. Yeah. That thing. Um, after being choked by PETA. Okay. I remember that now. So that's what's happening right. in, the, in, the beginning of, in the beginning of this movie. So, oh, uh, wasn't that. there a wedding? Yeah, Phoenix Wedding was in this movie, wasn't it? Phoenix Wedding, Phoenix and Anna's Wedding is in this yeah. in this movie. That was a I nice love. piece of uh, like real life. I will be honest. Um, in a from from an adult perspective in 2023, 2022, 2023, reading this again, there was a news story that came out um, shortly after Russia invaded Ukraine. And uh-huh. uh, it was about this Ukrainian couple that got married on the battlefield. Oh, wow. Um, and it was all over social media. And so when I was watching this movie for the second time, well, because we were, you know, before we started this podcast series, um, that's the first thing that came yeah. to mind was just like, wow. Um, the, the fact that this was like a, a kind of a global story that everybody kind of latched onto as a sort of piece of hope for what the future yeah. held as far as war is concerned and war-torn country is concerned and having to live with fear yeah. and just being able to be alive you know, and celebrate yeah. forward movement and some sort of everyday kind of celebration. Um, that was really yes. like, oh, wow. You know, this is something that literally every single culture every single person that goes through some sort of war torn or war environment this is something they long for 
is a sense of normalcy, right? Yeah. And so to be able to yeah. write yeah. this in and to put this into, into perspective. Yeah, it, it made me tear up a little bit, I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Oh yeah. No, that that scene is such a nice like zoom out of everything else that's going on. And I think that what the book also does a really great job with this scene of just kind of being like, no, everyone needs this. This is a symbol of all of us coming together. And it's also when PETA and Katniss get to, um, they dance together. I don't think we see that in the movie. No, we don't. They do dance together in the book. They dance together in the book, but in the movie, you know, you're just kind of, you're seeing it all. Isn't in the book from this she like hides tortured in the closet soul during the wedding, during the reception. Yes, she, yes, she goes like she goes and hides, and then I think maybe they dance like outside of the right. wedding. That was the case. I don't. Uh, yeah, something like that happens. But this movie, I freaking I love Phoenix so much. <laughs> just as a character, I just love him. I just love that he is there and then it's so sweet to me when he has his love there it's just precious it's just precious so i stand by my finnick is one of my favorite side characters i think i have said that from the entire thing now i will say the side character that i that um i think in the second book i'm like ugh, freaking joanna (laughs) like this book i'm like bro Freaking Joanna. Joanna is right. the bomb. I love her. She's not in this movie as much as she is in the book. Mm-hmm. She's in the book a lot more um, because she comes and she like steals Katniss's medicine. Right. <laughs> in the yeah, hospital. The she like drip. takes yeah, her morphine takes her drip. Her morphine drip. Because, yeah. And Katniss, um, loves her and, Katniss wants to be like awake. Yeah. She's like uh, awake and right. present. And she's like, no, I get it. But like the conversations that they have when they're together and like, it's just fantastic. Like the side characters in this, and then we also still get Effie, and we get Effie and Haymitch, even Buttercup. The, the cat. cat. Oh my gosh. There. The cat you know, the cat is there. Also, it's interesting to me in this book, Prim, Prim really doesn't get much time in these movies as much as she does in the books, but the Katniss's mom gets even less yeah. time in these um in these movies than she does in the books um and that is an interesting factor to me but it makes the end moment with the parachutes just even more poignant in the movie Mm -hmm. because we don't see prim as much i think um but that scene still gets me just every time i i think i also forgot that Oh, I also forgot that Gail gets like taken at that moment, mm-hmm. but is it all staged? Is that all part of it? I don't know. I just was like, what's going on? I forgot about these things. So go ahead. Oh, so I think the reason the choice for not having Katniss's mother and Prim in the movie as much has to do with the fact that when you have a complex character you're telling a story on video on a screen you can only get so much content across you can only get so much connection between the audience and the main character and we're yeah. here we're in 
this is, again, this is a war movie. This is not, oh, let's talk about our feelings with our parents and our upbringing and our family, which is what we do in the books yeah. because we have the space and we have the capacity for that. Right. The reader that you're trying to connect to is that young adult, teenage, post-teenage, early young adult dealing with parental changes and, you know, like, how do I become my own person, you know? How do I navigate siblings, so on and so forth. But in the movie, it's a war movie. We're not here to talk about our family drama. We're here to talk about the fact that we're fighting a war. There's a lot of morals and a lot of ethics that we're going to have to confront that's going to shape us who we are as people more so than how we grew up and how our family shaped us. Yeah. Um, Because this is trauma. This is, we are experiencing trauma firsthand. So I think, I think there's something to be said for minimizing the role. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I definitely hadn't looked at it again. I, I don't like, I don't know what you, I'm literally doing motions. Like people can see me. I don't know what it means to like almost put it under a magnifying glass of like, why are we doing this? You know? Um, I'm looking more at the the grander mm-hmm. picture, the big picture. Is this shot digitally? Are the costumes good? Those are the things that I'm yeah. looking at in a movie. So it is interesting to hear, which is why I love that we get to do this together, of your perspective versus mine, because yours is going to be different than mine. Um, so that's fantastic. So fun. We do. We do so good together. Okay. Um, what else do you have to say about this film? Um, I like how this film ends. Um, mostly because the epilogue or the film itself. uh, Not the epilogue. I don't like the epilogue. That was. I hated the epilogue and the book and the movie. I hated it. We could have done without it. We could have done without it. Golly, we really could have. We knew what was was going to happen. Um. I like the ending in the sense. So I'm going to call the ending. My ending is the ending. Uh, the ending. Yeah. The ending of all the people. Um, I really like the ending yes. where yes. we have coin coming in and talking about, we're going to have all of these kids um, and we're going to vote on whether or not we're going to do a final hunger game, hungers, hunger games. To, yeah. You know, commemorate and to kind of drive this point home. And Katniss is like, excuse me. Yeah. what? Um and then yeah. I think the thing that I absolutely adore the most about the end of this yeah. is when Katniss goes into the greenhouse and she meets President yes. Snow again. And we yes. realize collectively, like everybody realizes when he says the words, I would never lie to you, or we agreed never to lie to one another. Yes. And you realize. We agreed never to lie yeah, to each other. never lie to each other. Um, if there is one person in this entire series yeah. Who has never lied to Katniss? Gail has lied. Peta has lied. Mitch has lied. Mom has lied. Prim has lied. Coin has lied. Plutarch's lied. Everybody has lied to her at some point. The only person who has never lied to Katniss is President Snow. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Crazy. Crazy. I remember watching it this last time and being like, oh my yeah. gosh. Oh my gosh, this is, first of all, this is the first time Katniss gets to see how truly ill Mm -hmm. President Snow is. And then also the fact that he's the one to tell her that President Coyne 
has flipped. Mm-hmm. Well, m- solid pun. By the way, I wrote that in my notes. I was like, <laughs> way to go, brain. Um, but I don't know that President Coyne has flipped, per se. I think she's been bad the entire time. We just finally get to see who she really her, is. her motives, who she really is. And the fact that that comes from President Snow is just like, what? What? I remember watching this for the first time. Well, of course we've read the right. book, but like getting to see that visual mm-hmm. of Katniss standing there with the arrow and being like, I killed President Snow. Right. That is my goal of this entire And you thing. can see and the realization dawn across her face when she makes eye contact with him and yes. realizes Yeah, no, he said he would He's never tell me the, the truth. He would never lie to me. He would always tell the truth. He would never and lie. So what he point? Will always tell the yeah. truth. And then and then she points that arrow and she's like, I never miss. Boom. Yeah. Done. The way that Coin is so confident too, up there, being like, and now here we go. And then just kidding. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. You're just, it's so it shows like it's a full transformation for mm-hmm. Katniss. Truly. In her relationship with President Snow, in her evolution as the Mockingjay. And in her identity as herself, which I think is wild. a key under and her identity as herself the entire uh, or of the entire series is that we walk into this. Yes. And it has no idea who she is. She's just some girl from some poor district doing the best that she can to make ends meet and to feed her family. And she goes on this yes. whole journey. And yes. it's not until this moment where she recognizes this. This is who I am. Yeah. I am someone who stands for truth. I am someone who stands for justice. I am someone who stands for mercy and kindness. I don't think my kids people need to be kids 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 need to be able to be kids. This is the reason why I'm terrified of being pregnant is because I don't want them to be in um, Hunger Games. I know all these things. The and so there's an opportunity. Like she finally like puts all of those pieces together and says, "This is who I am," and this is the action and the step yeah. that I'm taking because of that. So. Yeah, yeah, so, so good. good. So good. The epilogue. How did you feel about the epilogue? Okay. Well, I didn't like it in the book. I don't like it in the movie because I feel like it's almost as though these two characters who we have become attached to, we love PETA, we love Katniss, maybe they, it's like they regress as characters. And also, the fa- it's, it's like they just give up. Because what's going on in the rest of the world, right? Gail goes off to do, you know, yeah, soldiery soldier things. things. Anna's raising the children. Her mom goes off to District Plutarch's four? doing his thing. District somewhere 4, yeah, somewhere yeah. to go and mm-hmm. help with, like, medicine. You know, it is nice to get, because I do love a where are they now. Yeah. And this does a fantastic job of a where are they now. However, I don't love where they are now. The, these characters that we have. Yeah, I don't love where Katniss and Peta are now. They could be doing so much more. And I think that that's what's disappointing is that they just went off on their own back to District 12 where they've always been to go live in the meadow with their little children. And because that's never what Katniss wanted. No. Really? Truly, I don't think she ever really wanted a family. I don't think she ever, honestly, ever really wanted She never did. And so, she never did. And so, just the fact that it's almost as though they give up. 
Mm. Right. They just kind of give in to their story. Yeah. They let their story. They're like, oh, well, this is what everyone expected of us. Kind of break the fourth wall a little bit and be like, this is what everyone was expecting this story to end. Like, here you go. I almost wish that Katniss had like stepped fully into that Mockingjay role and become an authority and a leader. Like she could have been. The issue with that is, is that the way that we set up, like she assassinates a president. So she's not going to get off scot-free unless she gets, turns into a crazy person. And so if you're going to turn into a crazy person, you might as well marry another crazy person and then go live out in the Mendo and gallivant around and have a couple of kids and paint a bunch of pretty pictures and do all the things. So that's where. Get letters from your friends. Yeah, that is true. That is true. It's just, I guess. It's too safe. I don't know. It's too safe. It's too safe. Um, And she's never played it safe the entire time. I have a question. When did the last Harry Potter book come out? What was its publication date? It's a great question. I'd love to find the answer. Because if you remember, at the end, book there's an seven? epilogue where everybody's like, da, 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 da. we're sending all our kids off to Hogwarts. Yes. Yes, they do that in the movie yeah. as well. Um, the seventh book, is it the seventh book? Deathly Hollows, 2007. Okay. So. So right before this. Okay. Right before this last book. Bu- mm, no, right before the first book came okay, out. Okay, yeah, yeah, Right before the first book came out. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I have. Well, yeah, what are I'm, your I'm thinking that, that I feel like the reason we have an epilogue it. is because every other YA book series has an epilogue. Not because it actually needed every one. Every other YA book. It doesn't actually need no, one. It, it could have ended, ended where it ended. ended. Then- or, boom, shift perspective, go with Gale. On yes. And on. Oh, but, that would have been great. Kind of like we do in some other books. We won't spoil, but wink, we wink. do shift to perspective sometimes. Wink, wink. Um, so that's how I feel about the epilogue. I literally wrote the epilogue. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> um, I will say the quote in the letter. Uh, is it the quote in the letter? Yes. I th- well, I don't remember. I think it's when Hamish hands her the okay. letter. And she, he reads her Plutarch's okay. letter, mm-hmm, the Plutarch mm-hmm. letter, you know? Um, and he says, and no, and they say no one wins in the games, dot, dot, dot. You're like, ooh, <laughs> whoa, yeah. that's a good, that's a good line for Hamish to end <laughs> things with. I love Hamish. <laughs> I really love Hamish. He's like, I just, I don't know what it is about him. I just love him so much. I him and Effie, when they have their little kiss, I was just like, oh, yes, <laughs> finally, we've been waiting three books and two movies of part yeah. three for oh, this. Yes, finally. yes. Finally. I know it doesn't happen right. in the book, I but I but just in the movies, love them. It's, it's such a good little moment because it's, it's so redemptive. Sweet. It's just like a cute little moment. Yeah. Yes. All right, so do you have any trivia yes. for a second movie? Oh, you know that I do. <laughs> you know that I do. Um, let's see what we've got here. So, some fun facts. Many of the scenes in the Capitol, which you touched on the fact that it feels, it doesn't feel as much like an arena in the books. And then in the movie, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like another Hunger Games. Like this 
Capitol is set up like an arena. So that was phenomenal. Um, but most of those scenes were filmed between Paris and Berlin. Interesting. Okay. So that is neat. Yeah. So, and a lot of the other parts of this film were filmed in like Hollywood and Georgia and, you know, the random right. places they film movies. So not that exciting. Um, the, the fun fact that I teased earlier was about Katniss's hair. I noticed that in certain pieces, she's wearing a wig and her hair is down. And then when she turns to the Mockingjay, it's like it's immediately in, a, in her like Mockingjay braid, right? So in this movie, as well as in the previous one, part one, Katniss only wears her hair in her signature braid when she appears as the Mockingjay for propaganda purposes. All the other times she wears it down or in a low ponytail. This was the first viewing of this film that I noticed that intentional switch between okay. her hair. And so yeah. that makes sense yeah. now so when multiple of my notes. putting her hair in braids because they're mimicking. Okay. Yes. They're mimicking her as the Mockingjay. So I thought that was fantastic. Um, so again, Francis Lawrence, the director of this Mockingjay film and the previous one, and I think Catching Fire as well. Um, he said that this is the most violent of the I would Hunger believe Games that films. For sure, people of lose the four. limbs. I would we agree as well. People be dying. Everybody dies. Losing lives. Like, and it wasn't so like Ugh, so. For example, yeah. the previous two Hunger Games, like you, you saw people die, but it was never like up close and personal. Right. Yeah. In this one, we see people up die intensely, up close and personal with those mutts. Mm. Those mutts are so creepy. Ugh. And I think in the book, they are not, they don't look quite like that. Like they look more like the ones from the Hunger Games where it just has like the Victor face and like a dog body. I think they're very similar to that. These mutts, creepy. They were creepy mutts in this one. Um, also, this isn't trivia, but I forgot, sadly, that Finnick dies in that sewer mutt uh -huh. scene. <sighs> I think I tuned out of the movie at that point, and so I forgot that I remember that, that in the book. And yeah, that I makes remember. me so yeah. sad. Oh, when he dies in the yes. book, I just was like, uh, no! Like, knife well, yeah, to the heart. You, like, that was I devastating. You, I definitely have a crush on Finnick. I do. Okay. I we, do. We love you. Um, the book character and okay. the movie character. We, we love, love him. him. Anyways, um, another fact about this movie. This was the lowest opening of the franchise. It only earned 102.7, only 102.7 million for its opening. So this was the lowest opening film, probably because it's, it's, you know, dark. but that was an interesting darkest fact. Of, it's it's dark. darkest of yeah. all of them. It's darkest of all of them. And then my final piece of trivia is that Liam, Liam Hemsworth of Gale fame said that this film, quote, might be the best in the series and, quote, never lets down in its action. And this, my dear listeners, is why I will forever be Team Peta. Why Team Peta versus Liam Hemsworth versus Gale? How do you feel about this? What do you mean? I'm confused. You're confused. Yeah, so Liam Hemsworth says this. Why are we Team Peter? Because I disagree. This is not oh, the best I'm sorry. film I'm a in little the series today. Apparently, and it is no. It lets down. It never lets. 
It does never let down an it's action. Fine. The second, the, the second one is very. It do, that is facts. That is facts. It's However, is this the, the best series? in the series? Absolutely not. It's uh, the best for not. Gail in the series. It's the maybe that, and maybe that's what he's talking about. But that's not what he said. So <laughs> again, Team Peter for life. Okay. So I bounce between. I bounce back on my Gail, Team Gail in Mockingjay Part One, in Mockingjay Part Two because he sets up the trap. That kills Prim, and also he wants to do all the bad things. Is he set up the trap like himself, that. or is and he then, actually just like was that an idea that Coin stole? It was an idea that Coin stole, but still, it was his idea. But it was his idea that he decided not to do because of ethical reasons. That's uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. Like I don't know. He also backs down to Peta in this in this film. Well, because. Yeah. Like they have a little talk and it's really awkward. It's he and loves then Katniss. He's like, okay, you can have her. Well, yeah. I know. I know. Listen, it's probably not logical that I'm Team Peta at this point, but I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna stick, with, stick it. with it. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> stick with it. Any final thoughts? All right. What would you rate uh, this film? This film. Oh man, probably the same as the other one. A seven. Like if I'm gonna watch the first one. A seven. Oh, if I'm going to watch the first one, I'm going to have to watch the second one because you have to watch both of them at the same time. You, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or within close, yeah. like. You can't not watch yeah. the series. I do understand that. I do. I, I also gave this one a four. That feels very harsh. Faith, when she rated these, was feeling very <laughs> spicy because she gave them both a four. So that is interesting. I, I don't know. I, I'll stick with it. I'll trust past Faith. Why not? Do it. Why not? We'll give it, we'll a, give four. it a four. We're in a 6.5. Uh, do you have any final? We're in a 6.5. Okay. Um, do we have any final thoughts? How do we feel wrapping up this oh, series? Man. This has been, I, I, I thought this was, let me, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I thought this was going to be more fun because I remember like going yeah. to these movies and like having a great time. Oh, yeah. Same. Now that I'm reading them again, I'm just like, I feel depressed. I need something yeah, fun and fun. exciting um, yes. to read. Need a palate I need a cleanser. palate cleanser, probably something in fantasy. Wink, wink. Um, yes. Wink, wink. So, I don't know. How about you? How do you feel? I feel kind of the same. These were some of my favorites back in really? the day. Um, I, I remember, and I think I talked about this in the first our very first way back in the day episode um, where we were breaking these down at the beginning. I think my cousin, who's a librarian, recommended these books to us in 2008 when the first one came out. So as we are in our, this is our 15 year anniversary revisit situation. I remember being suggested them back then. And then I didn't end up reading them until college. So like four years later and I loved them and I devoured them and I devoured the movies every year when they came out. And then now as an adult, like an actual adult, you know, I'm not like in my twenties now it's tough. It's a tough hang. Like you love the characters you love, you know, you love some of the development, but golly, is it rough. I'm definitely like, I need to watch something fun or I need to listen to another book that's way more fun, you know, because these are a lot. So that's kind of how I feel as we're entering our the end of this revisit. 
Um, what about, so happy 15 year anniversary to the hunger games. Cheers. Cheers. Congrats that we've made it this far. And thank you all for listening. If you've made it this far (laughs) with us, we know we've been a mess. It has been a blast. Wink, wink, stay tuned. Now, the other thing we want to just glance at before we wrap up this series entirely is the Ballad of Songbirds and yes, Snakes. Yes, comes out in November. The latest Suzanne Collins prequel that hopefully, pending the writer strike movie, right. will come out in November. Hopefully. But the book, phenomenal. Now, I have read it twice. Carissa, have you read it I have at all? never read it, and I feel like I should, I'm probably missing out. Oh, my gosh. You're ve- Okay. You are missing out. Most definitely, you must <laughs> read it. It is a five-star Ooh, Faith gives from Faith. A five stars? To, okay. Faith gives Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes five stars. Now, go back and listen for what I gave the rest of the books, because I don't remember. <laughs> but Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, five stars. Now, I will say, I've listened to it twice. I have not read it. I want to get it, and I want to get the rest of the Hunger Games books so I can have a complete series, because that's what we do when we love books so much. But Also, you have an entire series. I... Obviously, obviously. So it's it's meant to be. But this book is, if you haven't looked it up, you don't know, haven't looked at Goodreads, is the prequel to The Hunger Games, and it is the origin story of President Snow. Okay. So think of what you know about President Snow uh, from these books. The and how he always tells the truth and put him as a teenager. Dang. Yeah. And... Just okay. get ready. It's okay. so it's phenomenal. It is phenomenal. This book is so good. I remember when I read it for the first time, I was like, this is exactly what I needed. It came out in 2020, I think. 2020 and 2021. So it, you know, it was a, a dark the darkest timeline in the world at the time. So I need we needed something that was just like touched on nostalgia but was something new and this book is exactly that it touches on all of the nostalgia of the hunger games because you're getting the same world you're getting pan m you're getting president snow you're getting hunger games you're getting districts you're getting all of that but you're getting a completely new story with an entirely new cast of characters oh, wow that is just so rich and so vibrant and just beautiful it is a five out of five for me okay read it I can't wait for the movie. That's all I'll say. That needs to Yeah. It's right. so good. Well, this wow. wraps it up. Well, you guys, this wraps up our summer fun, sort of fun series <laughs> on the Hunger Games. The series written by Suzanne Collins that was turned into movies. This has been an absolute blast. I've so enjoyed Carissa being on the podcast with me. I hope you all have as well. You'll have to listen to the next episode to get some exciting, fun, new announcements on what's going on with Enjoy the Sass and with Carissa as well. But in the meantime, as always, follow me on Instagram at Enjoy the Sass to stay up to date with everything going on. You can follow Carissa as well to see what's going on in her life. She posts a lot of like yummy food outings. She does a lot of food things and I love to see those and funny memes and reels. So go follow her and stay tuned for the next episode because we have some fun stuff coming up, you guys. 
We really do. So hope you've enjoyed this. Love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye.